Hello, everyone. This is Chris for Midwest Coast Fans. I have Zach joining me from Midwest Coast Fans as well. We're talking about the news in the industry, the park news, amusement park news, what's going on. There's not a lot of news to talk about this week. This is pre-recorded earlier in the day. You guys are going to be watching this at about 6 p.m. tonight. So you'll be watching the premiere live. We'll be in the live chat room talking with you guys. Uh, so if you guys have any reactions and comments and stuff, we'll be happy to interact with you guys on our show. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about something that came out earlier this week from Orlando Insider. I don't know if somebody told them some information on what was going on with Velocicoaster down at Universal Studios Orlando, uh, but we have footage from there. Now, this belongs to them, so we don't own any copyright or anything like that. Uh, so we're giving, there's like, there's going to be three time lapses of it. You'll see a train go fly over the top hat. So they have started testing on Velocicoaster. We're going to show you the video real fast. Then myself and Zach are going to talk about what we think this means for the future of the opening of Velocicoaster. If we think that Universal is telling the actual timeline or if they're giving that timeline just in case of delays and so forth. So let's go ahead and go into that video. It's about, I don't know, 37 seconds long. Uh, so we'll be muted during that. Uh, so enjoy. All right, so we're back. So that's actually Orlando Informer, not Insider. Sorry about that. Uh, so what do you think this means for it? Do you think that it's the opening is going to be summer of 2021, or do you think that we're looking at an earlier opening now that we're seeing the launch testing being done already? I still think it'll probably be for some time to get themselves plenty of time to get it ready because they learned the hard way with Hagrid's about opening it too early and having problems. So... You want to have time to get it all ready and make sure that when it opens, it'll be running full capacity and not going down too much. Yeah, and one of the issues they ran in with Hagger is I don't think they ran soft openings on it to test it beforehand. They tried to rush it. Uh, so I think with this, we'll probably see a month or two of soft openings beforehand. I But I, my thing is, I wonder if we're not going to see it open by spring break of next year. I guess it depends on the restrictions and things of that nature because this new attraction is going to require more uh, staff to operate it and I don't know if they're going to want to take the risk of putting a brand new coaster online unless the coat unless the park had operated a hundred percent to fifty percent capacity yes but uh from what I understand I'm, I'm going to be getting out there here soon to get another update but from what I'm understanding they're almost done with the rock work now we're not going to be able to see the theme or, or the theming inside the actual ride uh, buildings because they're getting ready to close that all in. Um, but from what I understand, most of that's already been brought in, and then now it's just a lot of reworking and retooling. Now I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to. I don't think that any of that's going to affect the testing, and I don't know if they're just testing the limb motors on it to make sure that the launches are working properly with all the issues they had with Hagrid's uh, or if they're doing full tests uh, with it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but the fact that they have it running right now is really good because they're going at a pretty good pace with it. 
it's been going pretty fast. Yeah, that's what last week they're doing poker tests on the thing, so it's it's getting going really, really fast. Yeah, it definitely is. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm thinking they tested the whole ride and maybe just that top hat was caught. And Universal's doing a good job of trying to do it in the middle of the night so nobody sees it real fast. I think uh, you remember they did the same thing with Iron Gwazi over at Bush Gardens, but yeah. over there everybody was camped out waiting on it. So I think we're going to get a if we see more test runs being done. I don't have a drone, so I can't sit out there and uh, film. But and I'll actually a Universal. I'm not 100% sure, but they might have closed in a little bit on the actual flight path. So, uh, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see something from Midway Mayhem since he owns a drone. He's probably going to fly that thing next to it and try to get some footage over the next week. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, but let us know what you think. This is an interactive comment. So, uh, like I said, we phoned this earlier. So we'll be in the chat room talking with you guys on this. But uh, I'm going to post this. To Facebook and YouTube. So some people don't use YouTube. So this gives people the opportunity over on Facebook as well. Let's go into some other news. I'm going to go ahead and play a video by Marcus Lashock here. Let me go ahead and uh, share share my screen here. Make sure I share the audio too. We're going to dive right into the information that was released by Six Flags. Uh, great America today. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Let's watch the video. It's about three minutes long. It was a summer of silence at Six Flags Great America. The theme park normally opens for the season in mid-April. That did not happen this year. Six months later, there's finally some action happening on the Midway. We're so excited to be opening for holiday and the park lights. We'll be opening on November 27th operating select days through December 27th this year. The staff at Great America got the call from the state of Illinois just last week, giving them permission to open the park to guests for the first time this season. They'll be opening for Holiday in the Park. That's their Christmas time festival. Now, because of the pandemic, this year's event's gonna be a little bit different. Due to Illinois safety guidelines, rides won't be operating at Holiday in the Park Lights. It's strictly a Holiday Lights experience, but, all of the things that you have come to love as part of the season, there will be. So our live entertainment, our elves, our characters, our treats, our s'mores, our fire pits, everything will be there. Many wondered if there would be an opening day at all this year. And now suddenly that day is just 43 days away. That's not a lot of time to get two and a half million lights plugged in. When we got the news, Totally felt great about it. Was excited to get out here, get the lifts, get the crew out here. David Majors, the entertainment manager at Great America. Right now, we're actually setting up our kaleidoscope light experience. It has 80,000 pixels, over 100 panels on the mission building right behind me. And we're also going to be putting up in this light show over our holiday tree that's over 200 feet tall. And it has tons of LEDs that we can project on. And when we project on those LEDs, we can project candy canes and snowflakes. Holiday in the Park normally features a few indoor elements and shows. This year, they're aiming to bring that entertainment outdoors with social distancing measures in place to keep guests safe. We are going to be bringing our characters outside and our stage shows outside. So socially distanced for our performers, 
and for our guests, everything's coming outside onto the midways and onto the streets. Other things that'll be a little bit different this year, capacity will be lower than normal. Before you arrive, you'll have to make a reservation on the Six Flags website. Upon arriving, contactless thermal imaging will check your temperature as you enter the park. They say social distancing will be enforced throughout and masks are required for all guests over two years old. We'll be hiring about 800 seasonal staff uh, to join us as well as our phenomenal team members here on the full-time staff will be celebrating holiday in the park. It is definitely under pressure and the time crunch, but we're gonna get there. We've rallied the team together to make this happen. We wanna bring it to our guests. We wanna celebrate the holidays here at Six Flags Great America. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. Reservations for Holiday in the Park Lights going to open on the Six Flags Great America website today around 8 a.m., I'm told, is when those will be active. Season pass holders and members will get priority access to that. Single-day tickets can be purchased. Those are going to be $19.99 each, so $19.99 with free parking included on that. We've got more details on our website at WGNTV.com slash coast. And a lot of people asking about those season passes, if you had one for this year. Yes, it is good for this Holiday in the Park, and it's good for all of 2021 now, I'm told. So they're granting uh, those season passes. If you have one for this year, it's good for all of next year as well. So you can go to the website for more information, and we'll uh, keep you updated. Send back to you guys. All right, Marcus. Sounds exclusive good. Some details. Thank you. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. That means it Let me bring us back in here. So yeah, that's that's some good news on that front. That means that maybe the state of Illinois is actually loosening some guidelines on that. The only thing I don't like is the fact that they're not letting them open any outside rides because I feel like with social distancing measures and mask wearing, I feel like the state of Illinois could allow that. And if they're bringing back 800 full-time employees from what I'm hearing on that video, which is great news because those, those employees did not have a job this summer. So now that's great that they're going to have a job over the next three months. So that's great news on that, that Six Flags is bringing 800 employees back. But I wonder what kind of uh, jobs they're going to have them do if they're not going to have the rides open. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm thinking that it could be for acting um and missions help me out with um food stuff and other uh, activities yeah that's a lot of employees though um uh, they did say 800 full-time employees right did i hear that right i forget but i think that sounds about right okay uh, uh on ebay would on on, on the hiring 800 staff but yeah the hiring staff will least for it and right now you could buy the tickets, $19.99. That's a good deal. If you guys don't have season passes, you're in the Chicagoland area or even northwestern Indiana or Wisconsin, and you guys want something to do during the holiday season, I mean, $20 a person is pretty cheap for something like that. Looks like they've expanded it, though. From what I'm seeing, it's looked like they invested more in the lights this year than in the past. Uh, the panels look a lot better than I remember from last year. Yes, they do. And they got actually relevant because since they're not having vibes, Oh, but we'll be spending um, more time looking at the lights so you guys have more out there to look at. Yeah, which I think is enough anyways, because in the wintertime anyways, you can't really operate a lot of rides. I know uh, Kings Island usually does their holiday thing, and they only have one coaster running, or two, usually Flight of Fear, but last year, obviously, because of the construction of Orion. And then you have the walkthrough lights and things of that nature. Dollywood has something. I know Silver Dollar City. You said Six Flags. St. Louis also does something like that as well. Yes, 
Although I'm seeing those will have uh, most slides open there. Just updating the bottom banner here so you guys can view it. So if you're listening to this on podcasts today, uh, you'll probably be listening to this a lot earlier than the people on any other format because I'm going to have this right away. So uh, you'll see this on the bottom. Six Flags Great America Holiday in the Park tickets on sale now for $19.99. If you're already a season pass holder, like uh, Marcus LeShock said, uh, you're good to go on that. You could just walk right in. Free parking, too, so you don't have to pay for parking which for the events, which is great news. I am hoping as the event be progresses along, and maybe it's because I'm thinking maybe it's state guidelines, but maybe also because they're already winterizing everything and getting everything prepped for next year. But I don't think the maintenance staff is going to have as many things to do this off season because they didn't operate any of the coasters or rides. So you imagine that. I, I mean, I'm not hundred percent certain on that, but if you're not, you know, wearing and tearing the, uh, the trains and the ride vehicles on a lot of the flat rides, you're not having to do as much maintenance in the off season this year. It's probably going to be like a quick overlook, make sure the parts are good, make sure the bolts are tightened down, things like that. Yeah. Because I agree that too, because basically they only have it done probably or mostly done. So it's going to be all over next year. And they can probably also spend time doing right upgrades um, and making sure that everything is in the top safe. Kind of going in and out a little bit. I don't know if it's my side. Is it your side or my side? Probably your side. No, because I'm my thing didn't freeze. It was your side. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Luckily, we recorded this ahead of time, so I could go back and edit it out <laughs> if we have that issue. Um, give me one second here. I'm going to go ahead and go back in here. We're going to go ahead and read uh, the other thing that uh, Zach brought up here so you go Legoland here Legoland test vehicles for new trackless dark ride so here it is uh here's a ride test on it uh, here is your first look at testing for the ride vehicles that you will see on the new Lego factory adventure ride when Legoland New York debuts next year the trackless motion-based vehicles from DTF will be the first of their kind in the Legoland theme park Legoland showing off the technology for the first time here today. Legoland New York is also showing off more of the on-ride PLV media, too.
bring us back in here, remove that uh, overlay. Uh, so yeah, it kind of looks similar to the Penguin trackless ride that's over at SeaWorld Orlando. I don't know if you ever rode that before or not. Yeah, they have um, the intercoat, yeah, intercoat ride, but this looks to be a lot better though. It actually looks quite fun. Yeah, there looks like there's more like interaction in it. Like the Penguin ride has very little like screens and but I think it's an older trackless ride. This one, uh, when's that slated to open up the new park? Has it been delayed or is yeah. it opening? Uh, I think it's me 2021 now because I think they want to open this year, but with um, coronavirus, they had to push it back. So it's supposedly opening up this or next year. Okay. Yes. Where's that located in New York at? I'm not certain. Uh, let me look at this article. That's just not. Yeah, I will say though that on the ride vehicles, I feel like the um, lights on it. They look quite nice. Orange County, about sixty miles north of New York City. It was this side. <laughs> that was just previously recorded. What the hell is going on here? That was weird. Are you back? Yeah, I've been here. Wonder why I did that. That was weird. Mine was working fine, and all of a sudden, slow mo. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what kind of music is playing in that background? <laughs> oh, for the Legoland video. <laughs> yeah. No, because I saw your face frozen, and then I heard like random like, you know, like, like what the heck is going on here? You're frozen. They like, random sound going on. Let me close out of this. I don't. I don't know if it's my connection or not. I'll be right back here. If you want to talk about uh, something here, I'm going to go off the screen. So you could, uh, just talk about. I don't know. Talk about your opinions on the trackless. I'm going to go ahead and turn off. Yeah. I think there's a streaming thing playing in the other room. Yes. Uh, this dog ride looks to be very interactive and very great for the whole family. I'm not sure how the gameplay will be on it, but I like to design of the steps in it and the ride vehicle themselves look really nice with the different lights on it. Alright. Yeah, sorry about that. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulty. So if you're watching this, you're not going to experience this. If you're listening to the podcast, there's going to be a break. 
And that was a technical difficulty on that. So let's go back to sharing this over here. We're going to talk about, uh, so yeah, Legoland tests the vehicles. So obviously everything's on schedule for that. I think this is supposed to be the largest Legoland in the world. If I'm right on that, I think the one in New York is going to be the largest in the world. Is that correct? I think it would be right about that. But the real largest Legoland is still not going to be that large because it's still pretty small parks. Largest Legoland theme park ever built by Merlin Entertainment with more than 50 ride shows and attractions in 150 acres. Pretty decent size for a Legoland. They're kind of small. The one down here in Florida is really tiny. Alright, let's see what we got here. Hopefully no more problems with the streaming. Okay, so now we're going to go on a, a, it's called Miami Wild. So you said you haven't heard much of this? No. So Miami, Florida is trying to build, so Zoo Miami is trying to build basically their own theme park. And this is down in Miami, uh, right next to Zoo Miami. If you're down there, it'd be located off of 152nd and Florida Turnpike. These are kind of the aerials of it. So they're voting on this next week. So this is why we're talking about it. So there's a vote that's coming up next week for this, if they're going to decide to go through with it or not. With the way the economy has been in the tourism market lately in Florida and elsewhere, I'm wondering if... That's going to happen or not. So let's see. Uh, so, yeah, you can see right here you have 20th Century Fox Adventure Park, 20th Century Fox Adventure Beach, and Sony Music Theater and Zoo Plaza. Are you able to see that on your end pretty good? Yeah. I'm thinking the internet just froze up for a second because it's fine now. A theme park of colorful and distinctive flavor with settings inspired by the culture and architecture of Miami and the Caribbean, the Latin America influences. And you can see in the background, they're going to have roller coasters there too. You can see one, two, three, four roller coasters, it looks like in the background. Yeah, I see a feedback there as well. And then water park. There's the, yeah, there's the water park, Sony Theater and Plaza. Uh, here's the three hotels that they're talking about building. Yeah, this looks like a nice thing if they build this. Oh, here we go. Development costs. Oh, yeah. That's, see, this is going to be a problem. $930 million is the estimated amount. It's a lot of money right now. I don't know that they'll probably over about it, too. It looks like the first part was approved. So... I don't know. It looks like this was delayed already. Possibly. The Fox family of media. So this is a Fox park. Yeah, that's just their advertisement there. Uh I don't, I don't think this happens. 
especially with COVID and the amount of money that the tourism industry has gotten hit on lately. Um, I don't, I don't foresee this project happening. $930 million right now to get approved during what we're probably going to have is going to be probably a recession, especially yeah. in the tourism market for what one to two years at minimum. Uh, I don't think a city or I don't, I don't know. Maybe no. Cause 20th century Fox is also who owns, doesn't Disney own 20th Century Fox now? I think so. So this is this project even becomes more weird now. But here's the thing too, though, is if it does go through, it's be really good for Miami because this will help draw a crowd out of um, Lando and down to Miami. So Miami gets uh, gets them to love. Yeah, because the majority of the market down in Miami is probably single people or younger people that that visit Miami. Uh, families aren't usually visiting Miami. So this will bring a whole different uh, demographic down there. Families will now go to my, down to Miami to go visit do Miami and go visit the theme park and the water park. And But also, too, this is also quite possibly being in um, Carlton's as well because Carlton's still going down to water for spring break. We'll bring down who for spring break? Carlton's. Oh, yeah. So they're already probably hanging out at South Beach anyway. So yeah, uh, I think yeah, it's a big place to go. If it does go through, I'll be really surprised because that's a huge, huge, huge amount of money. Uh, I'm surprised it's only 930 though because that's a lot of stuff to only be. I mean, that was what. That's old though. I don't think it's that little bit amount of money. Yeah. But that's what yeah. I could find on there. Let me see if I could find something else on there. Hold on. I guess they agreed in 2006 to do this. I mean, yeah. originally Miami was supposed to be the spot for Disney World, and then because of hurricanes, they decided to build Disney World over in Orlando. Yes, you're right. Uh, 2020 Fox is actually owned by Disney. So... Now that we have Disney behind it, technically, we're going to see some press going on at this. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what this new amount is. It doesn't have information on that, unfortunately. I'm going to say probably like $1.5 billion now. I mean, 2014 yeah. was six years ago. Everything's going to go up in costs usually in six years, yeah. so. Well, they can possibly also do it in like phases too, so not open it all at once and spread out that, that cost over the years. Yeah, it's right off of the Florida Turnpike too, so it has easy access to the public as well. Yes. Uh, here's some bad news. So we got to get into the bad news, then we'll get back into the good news. This is out in California, I believe. This isn't out here in. Well, up Midwest, whatever, but looks like Six Flags and Universal Cut Park employees. This was announced yesterday. Amusement Park operator Six Flags Entertainment Corporation, which owns Magic Mountain in Valencia, will lay off 240 employees in an effort to shed 10% of its workforce, the company said in a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission Tuesday. Theme parks have been hit especially hard by the coronavirus pandemic. Most Six Flags parks, including Magic Mountain, have been closed since March. 
Elsewhere in the industry, Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal City has permanently cut more than 1,300 staffers and temporarily laid off more than 800 employees in L.A. County since July 1st. And in late September, the Parks Division of Burbank Entertainment and Media Giant Walt Disney Company, which includes the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, reduced its staff count by 28,000 as a result of the prolonged impact of COVID-19 on our business. Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh Domaro said in a statement, he added that impact is exaggerated in Florida, California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen. Governor Gavin Newsom last week said, we don't anticipate in the immediate term any of these larger parks opening until we see more stability in terms of the data, referring to COVID-19 cases. We feel there's no hurry to put, they feel there's no hurry to put on our guidelines and we continue to work with the industry. Hmm. You know, this is a su sensitive subject for many, but I disagree with the governor's statement on that. Me too. Reason being is because Florida has already proven that the theme parks have not been a hotbed. And we all know Disney and Universal attract more people than, you know, Cedar Point, Kings Island and all them do. And they have not been able to pin any outbreaks or anything like that back to parks because of the mask mandates, the social distancing mandates, the extreme cleaning standards. So I think by them not opening up Universal, not, a, no, not opening up Disneyland and not opening up the Six Flags parks in a lot of these states, not only are they hurting the hotel industry, the hospitality industry, and I'm not trying to get political on this or anything, but yeah, not only are they hurting the hospitality industry because now these hotels are operating at what, like 20 to 30% vacancy or occupancy, 70% vacancy rates. Uh, some of them have chosen not to reopen because it would cost more to keep the lights on and to keep people employed than to just keep the hotels closed until the pandemic's over. So there's people out of jobs there. Uh, Full-time staff that normally works at those parks are now out of jobs. Uh, restaurants that normally depend on those businesses around that area to keep them afloat are now probably going to close. Uh, so like, like I said before, all these choices that we're making right now in the industry, yes, the virus is serious. Yes, everything's serious. But at, uh, as, as we look at like the future of this, is there going to be enough income or capital or anything like that to be able to reopen these places and have people uh, staffed with them? And that's a question I have because Disneyland, uh, which Josh tomorrow, I actually watched an interview on him. He actually, they filmed a commercial there and showed all of the things that they're going through to present to the governor of California. And still that was shot down, which is really odd, but uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. so, I don't like getting into all that, but, uh, that's the world we live in now. And I, I, I have a lot of friends who are in the hospitality industry. Some are getting called back. Some aren't, uh, but it's, it's good to see that six flags over in Chicago or, or sorry, Gurney, Illinois is bringing back staff. So that's people that didn't have income are coming back with income. We all know unemployment isn't enough to survive on. So these people need their jobs back. And then yes. uh, one of our uh, good friends got his call back to the restaurant industry. So that was good news seeing that happen. Uh, it's it's going to be a stressful year, especially those people that are grad 
going to be graduating and going into different careers next year. I'm hoping that because this year's already been difficult for a lot of those students. So uh, we're going to get we're going off subject a little bit on here, but uh, let's see. 10% staff cuts, so it's still a lot. 250 people. I think Disney laid off 13,000 in uh, California, 7,000 in Florida. Universal, what did that say? 800 and then 1,250 were furloughed. All right, let's go over here. <laughs> Zach wants to say something, but he can't. Uh, let's see here. Well, we got good news here. Uh, we're going to go over to Holiday World. They just announced something good for you and the families. If you could afford it, it's $149. It's a Holiday World Thanksgiving to go box. Buy a turkey dinner with all the trimmings and bring Plymouth Rock Cafe home. Here's what it includes. One 12 to 14 pound turkey, turkey gravy, mashed potatoes, stuffing, macaroni and cheese, Holiday World's famous green beans, cranberry sauce, yeast rolls, and one pumpkin pie. You could also order extras. You could order a pecan pie, sweet potato casserole, or both. Here's the prices for the add-ons, $14.99, $9.99, and $14.99. You could also add on extra ones. Now, hold on one second here. I'm going to close off of this because I want to get into my our email here, and I don't want people seeing what we get in on a daily basis. Uh, oh, I forgot to take that banner off. Were you able to see it even with the banner on there? Okay, yeah. Okay. So let me go into our email and see what this benefits, because I think this is benefiting something. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right, let me go into our email here. All right. Yeah, that little afternoon looks quite nice. I got 100 bucks, but I mean, it feeds eight. And you can easily make that feed a little more by buying some exercise. I agree. And even Hollywood, it's going to be pretty good food. Oh, here we go. Here's the information on this. 10% uh, of the profits from each meal will be donated to the Tri-State Food Banks. The deadline to place orders is November 15th. 2021 season passes are on sale now. Best prices are available until November 15th. Holiday World is hosting Kitty's Digital Halloween with family and friends on October 17th, which is this Saturday. All right, go, 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 go. <laughs> All right, so that's good news on that. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So Holiday World is offering a digital Halloween type thing, and that's this Saturday. What time did I say that was at? 10 a.m.? I forget. Actually, it doesn't say. Let me bring that up to you. You always want to join in. All right, go play. Go play. Go play. Look at that. I'll just have to edit that part out. Yeah. Anyways, we're back. <laughs> anyways, we're back. If you're listening to that, that was just my daughter in the background. Sorry. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, 
So that's going to be on Saturday. I think you could just go to the website, which is holidayworld.com slash digital how something digital. I think it's digital Halloween or something like that. But 10% of the profits go towards the tri-bank food bank. Uh, so for every one you guys buy, $15 goes towards the food bank, which would definitely help this uh, holiday season. And I knowing Holiday World, they'll probably donate some of those meals to the food bank as well. Uh, yeah, it's a great thing there because buying the stuff helps the pork and it helps out those needs. So it's a win-win. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if anybody else is doing anything like that. Um, let's see. Well, so it's a win-win-win because you get good food, Holiday gets money, and you're helping on those okay. needs. So very true. Then I'm going to go up to another uh, meetup. So this is something that's happening down in Orlando. Just because we're Midwest Coaster fans doesn't mean we're not going to bring you stuff all around the country. Because our goal is to eventually expand all over the country and all over the world. So we can bring news to everybody, no matter where they're at. So, so this is Orlando Informer. So if, as you guys can see from the screen, let me click off this. Okay, the banner is off. Let me go back to here then. Uh, you can see that on December 5th and 6th, which is a Saturday and Sunday, and uh, Saturday, December 11th, and Sunday the 12th, Orlando Informer is taking over Universal Studios, Florida, and Islands of Adventure. Beginning at 3 p.m., you'll have access to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, Diagon Alley, Marvel, Superhero Island, Jurassic Park, and more. Now, here's the prices. If you guys are wanting to go to Universal without the crowds, this is a great event for it. Now, usually with these events, see, I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, I don't know what time the park's open till that night. So, anyways, this goes into kind of the details on this. If you go to... I'll put the link in the description below if you guys are wanting to watch or see what it's about. Here's the prices. So, okay, I guess it won't let me see the prices until I say register. Oh, here we are, right here. $184 for one night, $299 for both nights, plus processing and tax. Note, this offer is only available for the next five days. And no, we're not an affiliate of them, so we are we don't get anything from you guys going to it. We're just trying to share some information for you guys. If you guys don't want long lines, you guys want to ride Hagrid's or whatever, you guys want to deal with the crowds, this is a great event. Usually, it's a better event because the park's at 100% occupancy. And then in March, Undercover Tourist is going to have an event like that as well. So. Uh, try to work with them in March, hopefully, uh, and bring you guys some uh, information related to that. Uh, do you have any? Do we have any uh, other events coming up soon? Be uh, Silver Dollar City's Ace event is what? What date is that on again? Uh, that'll be the fourteenth of November. Fourteenth of November, and then this weekend we're going to be over at Silver Dollar. Well, I'm not. Uh, the most of the team is going to be over at Silver Dollar City to cover Pumpkin City. Uh, this will be Zach's first visit, so he'll... He'll lost, probably. <laughs> yeah. We thought about uh, recording a vlog, or having him record a vlog where he gets lost in it and tries to find out where he's at, so... It's... 
It'll be quite interesting. I don't know what the weather's going to be like over there this weekend. Uh, I'm seeing pretty warm, so I'll be wearing swords and definitely getting a, a night ride in on Mississippi River Falls. And probably finding swords. Oh, so it looks like the warm weather's still going to happen in Branson, just not Indiana. So look, 66 Friday, 73 Saturday, chance of rain Sunday, but Looks like the low will get down to 44 Friday night. So definitely uh hoodie weather on that. Are you looking you're looking forward to going out there, aren't you, finally? Yes, I am. I'm gonna leave tomorrow morning, got got a class, got a quick to eat, and then get on the road. <laughs> right. in, um, I don't know. Hopefully one stop. What is it like a six hour eh, you probably do it in one. Probably just a gas fill-up trip. Well, I'm going to fill up after they cross the mile, and then I still go, I I can probably make it in one thing gas, but I'm going to stop with food on, uh, like, halfway in like, St. Louis area. They have good food in that area, so... Yeah, I'll give me some um, raisin canes, probably. Uh, well, let me do a background. Maybe in the future we'll film in front of, uh, we'll have a green screen behind us and we could just <laughs> do some funny stuff. Uh, so if you guys are just joining this premiere, don't worry. This is going to only go to like 45 minutes today. After the premiere, actually after I edit it and submit it up, the premiere is probably going to be like 40 minutes long. And then you guys are more than welcome to watch it after that. You can fast forward through it. So we went over today, we went over, and I'll show you guys it real fast again. It's like a 30-second clip. Uh, the testing, the launching has started on Velocicoaster down at Universal Studios Orlando. You can see the it screaming over that top hat. I don't know if that's going to be the final resting speed, but if it is, wow, that's going to have a lot of ejector coming out of the back hopefully, seat. Hopefully, hopefully it does. Being intimate though, it might. Well, that and uh, Universal's not like Disney, so yeah, I think you're gonna. Hagrid is more of a family coaster, and now Universal's kind of building the second coming of we'll call it the second coming of Incredible Hulk. Because Incredible Hulk is probably the most intense coaster there. Yeah, I call this uh, Maverick 2.0. Maverick 2.0 or, uh, yeah. Because most of us have not yet gone to Zimini to ride um, Taman, so. Yeah, I keep on hearing good things about it, though. Yeah. One day I'll go there one day, but I'll be in a few years. Well, yeah, especially now, because who knows yeah. what's going to happen over there. Uh, trying to get over there during Oktoberfest so I could experience the Oktoberfest carnival and everything else associated yeah. with that and then check out the parks, too. I don't. I want to go to my top list in, uh, for parks in Europe is Thorpe Park. I think that's in the U.K. And then 
there's like a lot of parks. There's a couple parks in Germany, but I really want to get out to Energy Landia if I can't go to anywhere else. I'd probably go there for two days. Yeah. Energy Landia, Fort Park, Alton Towers. Um, Fort Park probably definitely on Fonzia Land. They do a great job with theming over in Europe compared to here. So that's. Yeah. But Energy Landia, I think there's been another coaster project that's been presented for 2021, which brings their coaster count either to 19 or 20. Yeah, I think like, like right now they're also building a unannounced um, Vekoma mine train as well, it, it seems like. So that would push it at what, 20 or 21? I can see here. But uh, I believe they have a lot of funding from the country, which lets them build like crazy. Yeah, the Polish government has a a semi... Okay, so there's a background on that. I'll get into it here in a second after you look that up. And then I'll we'll, we'll conclude today's podcast slash YouTube news break. <laughs> yes, um, right now Angelina has 15 operating coasters and then three more being built right now. They have Abyss, which is going to be the Vekoma Sockwave. Um, Light Explorers will be a Vekoma Belly Boomerang. And then you have an unknown one, which is probably the um, yep, it's, it's mine train. So um, by twenty, so by twenty twenty one, they will have eighteen coasters. Nineteen. Eighteen. Fifteen plus three is eighteen. Well, yeah, but they got that unannounced one. Well, that the unannounced one is the in the um in the mine train. If you look on here, they have fifteen. Operating and three more being built, and that unknown one is oh, the uh, mine train. Okay. I'm right. in college; I can math sometimes. <laughs> I heard they're trying to beat out Magic Mountain as roller coaster capital of the world, so that's why Magic Mountain's going to uh, continue to go ahead and go through with the uh, Raptor model, no matter what, because they don't yeah. want to lose that title. Which, whatever. I mean, here's the thing, though: is hardly anybody's going to know because it's Six Flags. And most in America won't won't even go to that park in Poland. So, only ones who know will be the ones in Poland and the ones who are in Fujis and know about things like that. If you want to watch a good vlog on that, go to uh, Theme Park Worldwide. They he does you know overload on vlogs, but he walks the whole park over a two park uh, two part vlog over two days. It's like an hour and a half long, but he covers every single yeah. ride. Uh, up. John's really good about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's guy too. I'm going down uh, Hollywood for a little bit. He had a Hollywood on the past um, last summer. Oh, you met him? Yeah, I heard a high, and that's about it. But okay. Yeah, there's been some controversy on him in the past, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, so the the history of that for Energy Landia or Energy Landia, how are you pronounce it? I think that's how you pronounce it. Why is uh, it all so wrong for America? <laughs> it would, well, the Polish government invested into it because their plan was to bring more tourism and more investments into their economy. So the Polish government invested into it, and then they found out that they were getting a huge return and a lot more visitors. So, <laughs> so. Hi, let's go there. <laughs> I try to try to record these. Uh, 
So they found out they're getting investments. So they decided to invest more and more and more money. So because they realized that they were getting a huge uh, return on their tourism industry in Poland. So I think it's like a 40% investment. So they do have unlimited supply if they needed to. They're getting quite good bang for the buck by buying all these new uh, Makumas. I mute my mic there for a second. She's <laughs> no, no singing right now. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, do we have any other news we need to cover or anything like that? I don't think so. But no, it'll be pointing content this weekend from Branson. Hoping to get about four videos out of it. Yeah, and then there'll be unlimited coverage on Instagram and Facebook as well. So Twitter as well, yeah. Let me do this real fast. All right, I'm going to go ahead and conclude the show because she's getting a little rowdy here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. All right. Uh, so, yeah, tune in next Tuesday. We're going to have Coaster Wars. It's going to be Goliath versus Outlaw Run. Uh, so, Goliath at Six Flags Great America versus Outlaw Run at Silver Dollar City. Uh, with that being said, thanks again for joining in, Zach. Uh, always like your commentary on things. Sorry to get a little political on there for a couple minutes, but. How do you um, not? Yeah, it's. I hate seeing people lose jobs. So Me that's too. the main thing. So, all right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this. If you're listening on podcasts, it's Roller Coaster Therapy. You're going to go to any format, type in Roller Coaster Therapy. You'll be able to listen to it on there as well. Uh, the edited version, unedited version will actually be on the podcast format. The edited version will be on Facebook and YouTube. So that being said, it's Chris signing off until next time from Midwest Coaster fans.